I'm Steph, and it's kind of, that's cute, not that, I'm Steph, kind of rhymes. Uh, we're just here to hang out with you guys and chat a little bit. Happy, is it feast, is it solemnity? I, I think read that's this a morning it's a memorial, but I don't know if that makes it a feast or a solemnity. Anyway, Queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Ding! LeBron did that. Just reminded me of LeBron James. No, sometimes Steph and I just, with our cultural <laughs> references, just missing each other all the time. Happy feast day of the queenship of Mary. Then you have to do it. Ding! Um, gals, we're going to talk about Our Lady, but I had an idea, Steph, because we talked about, we chatted about Mary last week, which was the greatest thing ever, and I'm still thinking about it. I'm still, like, tearing up. That was the emoji with the little tear. Um... But I thought we could talk today a bit more about the role of women, spiritual motherhood, because that's something I, I think I came into a little bit later in life. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah, I didn't realize how prideful I was until I admitted that I mm. need to grow as a woman. Whoa. Yeah. I did not see this coming. We did not. We didn't talk about this. No. Hit me. Tell me, what you, tell me more, Steph. I was just under the idea that I was amazing and that I was great and I was, everything was just going to kind of, I was going to be enlightened. I was going to get wow. motherhood. I was going to get wow. wifehood. Yeah. It was just going to come to me because it was my vocation. No sorry. And then wow. I realized it's my pride not wanting me to be vulnerable and say, I'm actually not great at this. Help someone. Whoa. Who can I turn to? Whoa. That was our lady. Her spiritual motherhood for me has just been amazing that I'm and it, this was like something that like it developed started developing in my late 20s early 30s it wasn't something that like I just got wow. you know in the beginning of my relationship with the Lord or like pursuing the Lord it was like something that started barely starting to unravel for me you guys what's happening right now what <laughs> what was that Steph Beth, I don't know. I wish I had some coffee right now. <laughs> also, I wish I had a chair. I would like to just like sit and have this conversation. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm going to stand and we're going to have the conversation. But I think it's just as a woman, you yeah. know, it's hard to say, to, to be open and admit that as a wife, like I'm not the best wife. Mm-hmm. As a mom, I'm not the best mom. But not even, aside from being married and having kids, like as a sister, yeah. as an adult sister, as yeah. an adult daughter, like... I need some help. I need to and grow. And it's like, it's not about comparison, and it's not about, um, like, being self-deprecating. No, it's no, just, no, no, no. it's like actual, I feel like what you're describing is true poverty, like mm. spiritual poverty, that you're realizing, I actually don't know what I'm doing, and I don't have what it takes, and I need to learn. Totally. Yeah. It's, I mean, we talked about that, we've been kind of talking about this for a few weeks, it's like, yeah. when we have a true encounter with Jesus. Our lives can't look the same anymore. Amen. They can't. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it to look the same. I didn't want to well, keep trying to make my life the way it was. I didn't want to have my life and Jesus on the side. Mm. I wanted to be, like, transformed, and I knew that I needed help with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, my heart is just unfolding mm. talking about this. Because it's been a journey for me, too. I think especially, like... I mean, you went there, Steph, so I'm just going to go there. Let's go there. When I was, like, a, a when I was a little kid, I have a sister who's 11 months older than I am, and she is just naturally a bit more feminine than I 
She has like very beautiful dark features. She's just lovely. She's very beautiful. And I, she's, and she's adopted. So we don't look alike. <laughs> and I always just felt like this like chubby little, I don't know. I, I could see her and it was nothing anyone said or did. It was just like, she's right there and I'm right here and we don't look the same and we don't mm. act the same either, you know? Um, and I remember this one Christmas, I'm going to die if my mom is watching this. She'll be upset if I tell this story, but it's true. They would sometimes get us. Oh, and you're a twin. So you I, get this. You get like you guys got the same gifts. Was that true for you? Just a different color. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is exactly this story. Yeah. I was just talking to my sisters about this yesterday morning. No yes. way. Okay. Thank you, Lord, affirming that we're supposed to go in this direction. So when I was little, for Christmas one year, we got robes. Hmm, super fancy. Cute. My sister's robe, this beautiful, gorgeous red with this, like, silk, I don't know, like this, like, it was like a cloud, basically, on the, like, lapel. It was, like, so fancy and feminine, you know? <laughs> my robe, my robe was navy blue. And it didn't have like a lapel, it just had like a white lining. So it was basically, I joke about this to my family now, but like, it was like a men's like smoking jacket. It was just like so different. It was so different. And as a, as like a little girl, I was like, oh, she's the girl and I'm Less not. girly. Yeah, yeah. There's something about me that is not as precious or soft or lovely honestly just from a color isn't that insane it's so insane I yeah. had that complex my whole life because yes. I have a twin sister yeah she was always the pinks yeah I was always the blues and even now yeah. like my default is not pink everything it's like a yeah. light teal a turquoise like yeah. and I was just talking to my sisters about this How like crazy they it was it played into like this idea of like I'm less feminine I'm yeah. less girly yeah. I'm less soft yes. as my sis as my twin sister and it, it I mean it did have an effect on my life and my personality obviously growing totally. up yeah. but now like it's I don't know I don't I see that the Lord made me the way he made me and even if I didn't have all the blues growing up like his personality he was going to mold me and transform me and so now it's just kind of unraveling like wow. I don't need to be this I don't need to fit this mold to live in my womanhood. Yeah. You know, it's so funny that you say you were always the blues. And it occurred to me as I was telling you guys about my smoking jacket robe <laughs> that it was blue. And I don't know. It's just like a sweet little constellation kind of hit my heart. Like blue is, is the traditional color associated with Our Lady. So I don't know. I'm just kind of receiving that, mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's mm -hmm. for you too, Steph. I'm taking it. Yeah. She wore blue. Yeah. She didn't have a pink robe. Yeah. A couple of years ago, um, I felt the Lord inviting me to start veiling um, for you in Eucharistic adoration. I actually, I never wanted to veil. I wasn't attracted to it. It just what it didn't feel like me, and I think that was probably rooted quite a bit more than I was conscious of at the time. It was rooted in that feeling of veiling 
appears to me, I don't know, very mm-hmm. like precious mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like genteel. Is that the right word? Um, anyway, then the Lord asked me to do it and I was on this kick about being obedient immediately, <laughs> which didn't really last, but and it's good for me to talk about it and return to it now. But when the Lord inspired me to do something, I was going to be obedient. And so we kind of had already been talking about that. And so when he asked me, he just said, just try it. Just try it in adoration. And it's like, when you like see Jesus's face like that in prayer, like I can't refuse him anything. I don't want to refuse him anything. He's so beautiful, you know? And so I was like, all right, fine, we'll do an adoration. <laughs> and I remember I ordered my veil, and I'll, I'll never forget, I was like walking in the office, and I was just thinking, oh, I think my veil's coming today. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I wasn't even praying. I was just thinking about putting on a veil. And he said um, just these these three words, heal your femininity. And, and I understood that he was saying that he, as the Lord inviting me to veil would help heal my femininity and that he wanted to heal my femininity and that my femininity needed healing. It was all of those things in those three words, you know? Um, And it has been profoundly healing for me. I'm in no way saying that's the way forward for you. I, I think we're discovering just in this conversation that each one of us has these wounds in our femininity. Um, that the Lord is deeply invested in not only healing, but restoring. Which I think is is why we wanted to talk about Our Lady and the beauty of Mary's role in that restoration, mm-hmm. her intercession in that restoration. Totally. And even her posture. Like, she's so... She's a handmaid. Yes. She's a handmaid and queen. Mm. You know, she she is assertive when she goes to Jesus at the wedding in Cana. Yeah. But then she is submissive when she says, do whatever he tells you. So it's this idea of it doesn't need to look a certain way. Mary will help us. She'll meet us. And she'll speak to us in the yeah. way that we need to be spoken to yes. as as our mother. And she's going to guide us to do that. That's, that's how great... Jesus is. He gave us his mom because he knew as women, like we need, mm-hmm. we need that motherhood. We need our spiritual mother to guide us. Yes. When you're talking about restoration. Yeah. I'm thinking about our relationships with our moms mm. and how whatever it looks like, it's just whether you have your mom in your life, you don't have your mom in your life, you do, but it's rocky. You have an amazing relationship with her. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I needed Mary. Mm. To walk with me as I intended to restore the idea of my relationship with my mom. Because mm. I was this bratty high school or young adult who thought, mm. I'm never going to get along with her. She was always closer to my twin sister. I no was always way, closer Steph. to my dad. Wow. And I was just like, you know, she, she was a parent. And I didn't like it when she had rules and boundaries. Mm. Now I look back and I'm like, thank you, God, that yes. you cared about me this much, mom. That you yeah. gave me these things. But even then, I remember learning that I needed to pray rosaries, not because I wanted my mom changed, mm. but because I wanted that restoration in our relationship. Yeah. I wanted to understand her better. I wanted her to understand me better. And I truly entrusted that to Mary's intercession. And I my, my relationship with my mom is night and day. No way. Yeah. 
Wow. I'm just just receiving that. I don't have like an immediate response because mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. And I think very hopeful for anyone, no matter, as you said, no matter where you are in your relationship with your mom. And mm-hmm. gosh, like, can you imagine a more complex relationship than with the woman who, you know, gave birth to or, and or raised us? Yeah. It's like the longest lifelong relationship well, we have, really. Mm-hmm. And the deepest yeah. Biologically connected. Yes. Like in a deeper way than any other relationship in our lives. And I think actually we're supposed to understand that about our relationship with Our Lady as well. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus gave her to us as our mother from the cross. When he said to St. John the Apostle, Behold your mother, woman, behold your son. Mm-hmm. Um, he was gifting her as mother to each one of us, to the whole church. Um yeah, I I have I've told this before, but it's kind of coming to mind. I didn't I didn't grow up with like a devotion to our lady and didn't even know how to pray the rosary until I was in like my 20s. I knew the prayers, but I didn't know the order or the mysteries and um but I remember being a kid and I was having a hard time with this group of boys in like a middle school gym class. Why it was co-ed is just beyond <laughs> me. Like did you square dance? How unsafe a scenario is that for, like, the heart of a little girl who's already feeling so vulnerable about, like, my body and my beauty and my personality, you know? But here we are. There are these, like, goofy boys that I I wouldn't, like, go so far as to say it was, like, a bullying situation, but I just felt it was not good. I didn't like it. They didn't like me, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. And I had a rosary next to my bed. And one night, I just had this inspiration, which I wouldn't have called it that at the time. But I saw it, and I had this idea that I should pray a decade of the rosary for these boys. And I knew, like, Our Father, Ten Hail Marys. And so I just held my little rosary in my bed, and I prayed one Hail Mary for each of those boys. And my experience of PE... And my relationship with those boys changed overnight because I told my mom about it. And so I think I look back for me, and there are signposts like that in my story, pictures that I have of like me as a little girl, like at a statue with Our Lady. Mm -hmm. She was my mother long before I was aware that she was Mm -hmm. my mother. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I wonder if you want to consider that too, just who she's been and how she's mothered you throughout her life, your life. She's literally everything we need in a mother. Mm -hmm. She's mother perfection. Like, she is the epitome, and whatever we desire or lack or are frustrated with in our relationship with our earthly mom, and maybe it's not because of our moms, maybe it's us. Totally. Mary is there, and that relationship is so gentle and perfect and fulfilling because she just wants what's best for us she wants what's best for her kids she wants us to know her son I'm still thinking about what you said about how she's handmade and queen and I think I'm like I need to like meditate on that because the way she is as queen is handmade and the way she is as handmade is queen mm-hmm. somehow both and mm-hmm. and everything in between 
so beautiful. Okay, yeah. you guys, you're we need to get into these the comments, comments, and I would just love to hear okay. what's going on with you, what you're thinking about Our Lady, about your mom, about femininity. That's, I mean, I, that's where I want to go. That's what I want to talk about. But what's what's the Lord stirring up for you, gals? Mercedes says, I love talking to Mary. She's helped me tremendously oh. with her intercession and bringing me closer to Jesus. I look to her and for comfort in my darkest of times, she was there for me. Praise God. Um, let's see. She's the most beautiful mother. You know, I, I just heard this summer, I was introduced to a new Marian title that I'd never heard. Um, mother Most Amiable. Oh. And so I thought I knew what that word meant, amiable, but I like to do this. I like to just look up the dictionary definition of words, even when I think I know what they mean. And there's always like a fullness or like a di- dimension that I didn't understand. And the an alternate way to describe that title is mother most friendly. And I feel like I really met Mary as friend. And I think that's a difficult dynamic in our relationships with our moms or moms for you with your daughters is to go from mother daughter to friend and and like how how is it all of those things but mary does all of those things the same way she's handmade and she's queen she's friend and blessed mother unbelievable it's my daughter's birthday today so when we prayed the rosary today she's my firstborn she's six we prayed the rosary today i prayed it for her and Mm -hmm. for me to know how to approach her me to understand the balance of having this friendliness but also being her mom and it's Mm -hmm. like my sister bought her bought her this body spray for her birthday and she like sprayed herself before we got in the car for school and she was like look I'm just like mom now and she was Mm -hmm. like spraying herself and I was like I want you to be a million times better than me but it was just so sweet that like you know yeah this idea of motherhood it's so hard it's so delicate and we need help. Like, we need to fig- wow. know how to figure this out. But not only in our relationship with our children, in all of our relationships, we need to know as women how to best approach this, how to be tender, how to be, you know, assertive at times, yes. how to be patient, all of these things. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I was walking into Mass on Sunday, and I... I just had something on my heart, this situation, and I, I was walking up, and I saw this statue of Our Lady, and so I just started talking to her. I was like, Mary, I don't want to do this, but I want to do that, but I don't want to do that, <laughs> <laughs> and just, I mean, literally, I'm just walking from the parking lot in, and I see her, and I just start sharing my heart, and immediately, she spoke in my heart, immediately, and like, the tone of Mary's voice is so distinct. It's it's just the most comforting sound in the world. It's so clear. It's minimal because she is a handmaid and it's all just about like pointing and directing you to her son. Mm -hmm. It was the best advice. I called Caroline after I'm like, guess what Mary said to me today? (laughs) And we're both just like dying, crying. I just want you to know our lady because she deeply understands and knows how to navigate Mm -hmm those dynamics that you're describing of something that's so precious and delicate, but Mm -hmm. also so weighty. Mm -hmm. Okay, more comments, more comments. Lexi said, adult daughterhood, I feel like I need a holy hour to contemplate this in my own life. Yes, we're still daughters. We're still his daughters. Yeah, wow. Totally. 
Mm -hmm. We need to have a pink and blue party with Mary. Let's see. Lena said, for me, my daughter is a senior, and I barely was able to start two years ago to embrace my femininity. And better late than never. I'm working to truly embrace my vocation as a mom in order to rectify all the sins of my past that impacted my daughter. Praise God for our Monday nights and deliverance prayers to give me a true calling to come home, like the parable of the lost sheep. Thank God. So it's never too late for the Blessed Mother to help be a role model. And through her intercession, my daughter has been drawn to constantly praying to her and before her at statues and adoration at Mass. She is a perfect example of femininity. It's so not about Mary. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but she's so lovely and just emphasizes, magnifies. Mm -hmm. Those are her words. My soul magnifies the Lord. And so when we look to Our Lady, when we share our hearts with Our Lady, all she's doing is magnifying the Lord, um, magnifying really the the grace for us to receive more Mm -hmm. of the Lord. She was human. I, this is the thing that is like such a gift to us is that she understands. And as we, I shared last week, we talked about last week, she was married. Mm-hmm. She understands marriage. She understands motherhood. Mike this morning was saying, I know, Steph, I'm like, where is he? He just casually dropped these like nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. Him. He's like, you know, I was thinking when, when Jenna was so sick, when you guys were going through COVID, uh, Mary was so close, and I, I realize now, in retrospect, that's because she's been with a spouse who was, like, suffering and dying, and she understood that. I was like, sorry, what? We need to go start this live. What are you talking about? Yeah. Insane. Nothing is outside of her care. Nothing is outside yeah. of her protection. I think this is maybe what I want to say, just kind of coming around this theme, what we put on the thumbnail here. <laughs> My desire to talk about spiritual motherhood, I think we we can't step fully into our spiritual motherhood, like loving and serving and raising up our children and peers. And I mean, spiritual mothers are mothers to everyone, even women who are older, Mm -hmm. but we can't step into that if we have not been mothered. Mm -hmm. And stuff you shared so vulnerably and beautifully that, like, just because we do grow up or have a vocation does not immediately make us mothers, Mm -hmm. much less spiritual mothers. Mm -hmm. There's a maturation that happens. And I think it only happens by becoming little and being mothered. Mm -hmm. Mary has, I've noticed these things about myself that Mary will do or say something in imaginative prayer or I'll I'll observe something in the gospels about our lady and she's so low key she's so humble she's the handmaid and and I do those things because I saw Mary do them I've started imitating her I I'm learning it's so subtle it's wordless really but the way I see her love and the way I experience her love is how I'm now starting to because now I've experienced the purity of mm-hmm. love, what love actually is, and how love actually responds. And and now that's, like, how I want to love. It's really beautiful. I, I, I'm not trying to sound vague. I mean, yeah. I want... She helps us reach yeah. 
that femininity that we think that we lack, yeah. that we didn't have, that we mm-hmm. have less of than someone else. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, she models for us how to do it so that it's not just like a, well, good luck figuring out how to be the best woman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think all I keep thinking about is, I love, like, our video last week, our Q&A last week was yeah. amazing. I love the conversation on Mary this week. But it literally just takes you talking to her. Totally. You'll recognize her voice. Totally. You'll see her moving. You'll see her intercession playing out. And so, like, all of this is great, but I think, like, we just need to rededicate our relationship, our, our time to her so that we can have her guide us to do all of these things, all of these amazing things that we know and talk about, about Mary. Yeah. It's just, how are my, how am I deepening, strengthening, beginning my relationship with her today? Yeah. And just an encouragement to have no fear about a relationship with Our Lady because it, it's all just about Jesus. She just wants you to have a relationship with her son. And Jesus wants you to have a relationship with her. It's so, they're so generous mm-hmm. to share one another's hearts mm-hmm. with us. I'm thinking, I believe you shared this last week about St. Maximilian Kolbe, never be afraid of loving our Blessed Mother too much. You, because you can't love her more than Jesus did. That mm-hmm. was a terrible paraphrase, but that's about what he said. <laughs> okay, what else we got going on? Let's see. I think I struggled with my relationship with Mary due to a difficult relationship with my mother. It wasn't until a Marian consecration a year ago that I learned to love her in a completely different way. She's who I look to in trying to be a better mother to my own kids. Still working on that patience, though. Mm. Aren't we all? That's right. That's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that story about gym class and praying a decade brought a tears to my eyes. God, yeah, that's all it takes. Just, like... One Hail Mary, you know? Literally. Mm-hmm. She's helped me in my grief. Yes. She's next to me when yes. I bring my t- troubles to the foot of the cross. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Are you going to read that one? Yeah. Yeah. I've turned to Our Lady of Perpetual Help in mm-hmm. times of grief, grief and sadness mm-hmm. when I was struggling and grieving my relationship wow. with my own mom. I do think the titles of Our Lady are so such a gift to us. Mm-hmm. Like, to really draw near to Mary under a particular title and to come to know her in that in that aspect. The same way that we have all these different dimensions of our own personality, her motherhood, her friendship, her heart, all reveal something so unique about who God created her to be. And... She's so worthy of imitation mm-hmm. in her docility to the Lord that, like, I want, I want to look. And I, I think I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I think this is what doesn't connect. What, what I wish I could express better to our Protestant brothers and sisters, um, who think like the saints are weird or like Mary is idolatry. I'm like, haven't you ever had a hero? a role model and like yes I love Jesus I want to be just like Jesus um but I, it's so helpful to see someone who's done that before yes. like if I was training in a sport like wouldn't you watch footage of like another athlete or like if you're trying to learn to speak better or to perform wouldn't you 
wouldn't you go to a voice coach? Wouldn't you study the performances of other artists? What do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you look to people who went ahead of you, who know how to do the thing that you want to do? And because they're alive in heaven, because Jesus opened heaven for us by his resurrection, yeah. why wouldn't you ask people who have like no guile in them? There, there's no ambition in them. They just want us to become who God created us to be. They want us to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. And their prayers are so efficacious from heaven because there's nothing standing in the way. Again, there's no agenda besides wanting to see God's will accomplished in our lives. That's why we look to the saints. That's why we look to Our Lady. That's why we become friends with them so that they can show us. I mean, how many things do I learn from my friends? Mm -hmm. You know? That's that's it that's it why why are we struggling to try to figure things out on our own why are we trying to reinvent the wheel yes the saints did it yeah yeah mary did it yeah mary figured out how to be the perfect woman Mm -hmm. and is telling us that we can grow in our womanhood and we she's telling us i'm still your mom even though you're however years old like even though you have your own kids, even though you've done yeah. this, that, yeah. even though you have grandkids, you still need a mom. I remember this priest friend of mine. He always, he, he was talking about being sick one time. He's like, I don't care how old you are. You always just want your mom when you're sick. Mm-hmm. I think he was talking about being sick at seminary. And it's like, they give you like a seminarian's buddy to like bring you food and like bring you what you need and get your homework and like you have someone caring for you he's like but they're not my mom I just want my mom Mm -hmm. which is why our lady is such a gift because we never outgrow the need for a mom never yeah Mary is helping me accept letting myself be taken care of by her in the littlest things and ways and the big still learning but it's been so beautiful I'm right there with you sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but I was just kind of blown away by that Megan, yeah. I would love, if you're willing to share an example of that, I think that would be so cool. Yeah. Would another title of Mary be Queen of the Universe, since Jesus is the king of it? Who asked that? Who said that? Alyssa. Where is that? Alyssa? Yes, there's a basilica in Orlando. Uh, Our Lady Queen of the Universe. Mary Queen of the Universe. Yeah, that is one of her titles. Um... Let's see. We honor people all the time in our lives, ask people to pray for us. Yes. Same thing. Yes. Ultimate friend. Yes, Aubrey. Totally. Ultimate friend. Totally, Aubrey. Peggy, yeah, blessed is she did a Marian consecration in 2020. Where did I go to Ireland? 2022? I know that because I made the consecration on the Feast of the Visitation, May 31st, wow. 2022, at St. Andrew's. Is it a basilica in Scotland? Yeah, so we did it last year, but I, I've been feeling like, okay, I need to renew. It's time to renew my consecration. Wow. What's up? Just our friend in the Philippines. In high school, we were introduced to the Virgin of the Poor, and wow. we asked for her intercession. Back then, I thought she was only for the materially poor people. Oh. But this time, I knew she is more more than that. She is for us who are poor in patience. Wow. Poor in humility, poor in obedience, poor in chastity, and she's so willing to walk with us to the Lord. 
for grace to enrich our spirituality. It's so beautiful and precious. You guys, I'm so poor. I'm poor in all of those ways that you just listed and more. I'm so poor. Who needs to have a holy hour after this? And confession. Honestly, like, my heart is burning. I'm like, I need to go pray. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Let's see what we got going on here. Okay. Aubrey's saying, I'm really struggling with the rosary feeling impersonal. Mm -hmm. I chat with Mary all the time, but how to mesh that with the rosary? Tips. Okay, Aubrey, I'm glad you said this. I'm going to say something I've already said before, so it feels old, but I was texting with Megan and Lexi this morning because I was, like, so blown away by the rosary. I lead the rosary on the app on Tuesdays, and it's my favorite day. It's the day I have the deepest meditation and contemplation. It's the day I feel the most connected to Jesus and to Mary when I pray, and it's, that's kind of an awkward thing to feel so intimate and so vulnerable with our Lord and with our Lady while I'm leading this rosary like live on the app, but it's a huge grace. And I was just meditating on that today, like why is the Tuesday rosary the best? And the Lord has already told me why the Tuesday rosary is the best. And it's because I'm sitting down. It's oh. because I'm not doing anything else. Uh, it is I thought the, you were going to say because you're saying it out loud. No. It's because I'm not doing anything else. Wow. Uh, Because I do, when I'm actually sitting down and listening, praying, even if I'm not trying to keep up with everybody, like Mm -hmm. other days on the app, um, what was I just going to say? It just fell out of my head. When I'm sitting down, I still have deep contemplation, even if I'm not praying vocally. Mm. But that's not what I normally do. I'm normally listening to it, praying it. While I'm, I've shared this before, I like used to, the way I got in the habit of a daily rosary was listening to the rosary Mm -hmm. while I did my night routine, like my nightly shower and like kind of settling for the day. And there are moments of like lucidity where I'm like really entered (laughs) in. But most of the time I'm like, what decade is this? Mm -hmm. Okay, like love you, Mary. You know what I mean? But when I'm sitting and I'm not doing anything else, I'm so much more present. You know, it helps me to to say it out loud, and to either tell someone, like, hey, I'm gonna pray my rosary for you tomorrow, mm, or wow. yeah, like say, hey, this rosary is gonna be for this person. So like, once I have a clear intention that I state, I need to hear it myself, I guess, before I pray the rosary. It helps me to dial in. It helps yes. me to be more yeah. focused. But for me personally, I need to just say it out loud because I find myself getting lost when I'm just trying to listen and follow. Yeah, my brain is just. Yeah. I wish I had your discipline, Beth. I just need to say it out loud. No, I think it has to do with, like, our learning styles, our Probably. temperament, mm-hmm. our personality. Aubrey, honestly, do you know what I would say? I would ask the Lord, how should I pray the rosary? Mm-hmm. Like, like, highlight for me, Lord, what I'm missing. And he, it might be the opposite for you. He might say, let's take a walk and mm-hmm. pray the rosary. You know? He might say, let's do it while you're designing something. Totally. Yeah, I, he's so perfect personal grace is mm-hmm. so personal and unique um i would try that justine i'm dying that you knew that was a father park story i didn't say it was father park <laughs> who said that but peggy yeah, said just to share as a convert the 33 33 wow. days book was confusing and i really needed someone to explain several things to me yes i agree mm-hmm. justine you and peggy should just sync up we were literally talking about that peggy was that yesterday justine about yeah. Justine would call me while she was doing the 33 days 
to Morning Glory. And mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't like this. I don't get this. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes, please, guys, whenever you're having trouble praying with something yeah. or approaching something in prayer and you want to reach out, please post it on the app. There's so much wisdom that can be shared, even amongst the comments from people that have totally figured out how to do things so beautifully. Totally. It inspires me when I read these comments. I'm like, I'm going to try that next. Wow. Okay, Lexi, Aubrey, Jesus told me recently, right before the rosary, to just look at her face throughout each of the mysteries. Lexi. Imagining her expressions, it's transformed the rosary for me even more. Rosary even more for me. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, Megan, that's good too. Physically holding the beads is a huge difference Mm -hmm. to me. It's so true. That's that's it for me too. Um, Body and soul are a unity. I I mean, we need that. We need to have that tangible experience of grace. Aubrey said, I can't meditate and pray the words of the prayers at the same time. How do you do that? I usually listen to it because if I'm saying it, I can't meditate. Oh, well, is that even making sense? Yes, yeah, it, it actually does. And I think that's fine. You can listen and just meditate. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. You're doing great, Aubrey. Yeah. It's like it's like driving, you know? You're not even thinking about how you're going to get home sometimes. You just you're, you just know how to do it already because you're just... It's dangerous that we do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're not looking at the road. But, but you know, sometimes I'm, I'm like, like, how do I even get home? Yeah. I like home already. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it becomes like muscle memory. Yes. Like, in our souls. It becomes soul memory. Oh, look. If you have formed, the, the videos are out there for the 33 do- wow. days to Morning Glory. Thanks, Annette. Great. That's awesome. Come on. Thanks for sharing that. Wow. Okay. Aubrey, I'm glad we're really diving into this. We're mm-hmm. digging in. I think the rosary feels like sensory overload to me. Thinking and praying and imagining and touching beads. LOL. <laughs> Justine so said... Okay, but the real question is, do the angels finish our rosary if we fall asleep praying it? Yeah, that's what I hear. I think. That's what I hear. But we've done our job. We're close to Mary. She's bringing her petitions to the Lord. We didn't finish it. She's just putting you to sleep. What a good mom, you know. Three decades was all it took that day then, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are. It's very But sweet. also maybe they're just hanging out with us and protecting us while we sleep. Someone yesterday told me she, quote, always Falls asleep praying the rosary every single day. Sleeps with the rosary, and I was like, I gotta get back to that. You pray it when you inspired me. Well, no, no, but like, why am I not doing that? You know, like I pray the rosary with us. You know, Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. the app, I pray a rosary every day, but I don't normally do it at night, probably because I fall asleep. But this is making me want to just like go to sleep with my mom. If I've struggled to sleep in the middle of the night, I, I will pray just yes, so that I can. Totally. I'm like, Mary, you're going to take care of me. I will say when, sorry to be bringing this up twice, but when, when Jen and I went through that season of like very intense suffering with COVID pneumonia and like I was up in the middle of the night on oxygen, those rosaries were the most intimate of my life because I, cu- I couldn't pray any other way. I couldn't pray on my own. You know, I was so poor. Um, I didn't even really have to try. Like, the suffering was so tangible. And so there was an access to his mm-hmm. suffering and her suffering that I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about middle-of-the-night rosaries, for sure. And why? Why do we do this? We pray the rosary again just so that we can be connected to our spiritual mother. We need 
to constantly go back to our mom and say, hey, we're just checking in. Here's yeah. our heart. Can you take care of us? Can you bring us to Jesus? Well, that's it. I would say even deeper than that is that we go to Our Lady so that she can bring us to her son. That is the end. That is the end. Yeah. That's her tough. womb is the entry point, people. It's the entry point of the God of the universe becoming flesh mm. is the womb of Mary. Yeah. Oh, is there a question? What is it? Where? Oh, I thought you said... But Megan can't get over the things she heard about Mary. Yeah. Always making a bigger deal about the things we do for her than we do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just constantly lately surprised <laughs> and moved by the way that Jesus and Mary and Joseph, the Father, the Holy Spirit. It's a dream team. How they care about these little things that I think either aren't a big deal or that I'm not even aware that I care about until they show me something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, actually I did care a lot about that and I didn't realize how much that meant to me Mm -hmm. until God or or Mary or Joseph like highlighted that for me. They're very honoring. Mm -hmm. I love that word. We've talked about that. Yes, because they don't speak to us in the way that we hear. Yeah. These like... We, we, we talk ourselves down or we, yes. we buy into the lies and yeah. they will never speak to us that way. They will only approach us with totally. love and generosity. Totally. Yeah. Wow. Okay, final thoughts. What do we have here? Oh, talk about dressing for Mary. Yeah. Beth? I mean, obviously blue. Obviously. But I think, Justine, I'm going to guess that you're probably speaking more about modesty, the virtue of modesty, than about colors. That's just me guessing. I think that's a whole rosary that you can pray and ask for her to reveal yeah. how to be modest. Ugh. Amen. Like modest in our hearts. There's pruning. Yeah. There's in humility. Our, yes. Beauty. There's beauty. <sighs> There's sacrifice. Wow. Modesty is a whole thing. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, what's Izzy say? She just prayed a rosary while standing outside, wow. and it was so beautiful. Definitely recommend changing scenery when called. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Love that. I pray when I walk the dog, talking out loud. I have a bracelet that I, my friend bought me yes. from Fatima, and it has one bead for the Our Father and then ten for the Hail Marys. Yeah. Wow. I sleep with the rosary under my yeah. pillow. Mama Mary is always there. Um... I love the rosary, but still struggle when I get to the mysteries. First, because I'm still very new to the Bible, and two, because I'm not sure what exactly I should pray with each. I normally just brain dump all my prayers, but would love to know what the right way is. Go ahead, Steph. I don't have that memorized either. Yeah. And I pray it every day. I haven't committed it to memory, but I need to, you know? So I have, I pull them up, I pull up the mysteries. There's a ton of different ways you can pray the rosary. Yeah. Kind of depends on what you're feeling in prayer. Yeah. There's ways where you can, it'll give you a scripture passage and you can literally open your Bible and just read. Yeah. Before you start each decade. You can just announce the next mystery and keep going. It does, it depends on what your prayer needs. It depends on what you're, what Jesus is calling you to. There's no, I think, right way or wrong way approach Mary with the rosary yeah I think if you want to learn the mysteries and or the fruits um you know I'm just I'm not a huge fan of the phone in prayer just because I know it's a distraction for me 
So I would recommend, if you can find a prayer card or print it out or write them down, and then just like tuck that in your Bible and have it right there. Um, there are some like beautiful pamphlets and things that have like a, a like some sacred art for each mystery, and I think that's so beautiful. Um, but mostly, I just want to say, just keep praying the rosary, and you'll learn it. Amen. Yeah, just give it time, persevere. All right, Steph. All right, friends. Are we calling it a day? We're calling it a day. Can't wait to hear more all about Mary and your prayer. Oh yeah, leave us some comments and the Let's comments. Chat. And the Triturgical Living. I'll see you to see how you're celebrating Steph, the feast of the Queenship of Mary. I'm gonna do it today. I'm gonna go get Mary flowers. Perfect. I said I would do it last week. Hold me to it, people. Alrighty. Okay, love you. Mary loves you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye, guys. Catch you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Twenty times. To... It says it's still live stuff. Oh, we're still here. You gotta finish there. Oh, yeah. spin.